This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Welcome back to Line Dance Podcast. We have an interesting episode today. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, full disclosure, the, um, the hosting service I use gives you like a whole lot of time you can fill um, for you know whatever amount you, you pay for the plan that you have. And I still have five hours and 15 minutes left on my plan. We have two days to use these five hours and 15 minutes or they're gone. They don't roll over. I also, um, incidentally, have pages and pages and pages front and back, as I'm rifling through them, of notes uh, that are mostly about line dance things. And I take these notes regularly um, without ever really going over them again or showing anybody. They just are thoughts that I have, and then nothing ever happens with them. True. So today, uh, Megan and I will be going over these notes that I haven't even looked at in how long. Um, And we're just kind of going to see what we think about any of them, possibly for five hours and 15 minutes cumulatively. But we promise we'll take breaks. It's 4.55. We're probably not going to use all five hours tonight. I sure the heck hope not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, feel free to skip around in this episode. I'm sure it's going to change wildly from one segment to another. I also have my Sharpies out so that once we've covered something, I can cross it out forever and then just discard the, the paper copy. Hopefully. Yeah. Unless it's something that we need to come back to because it's like amazing and why didn't we think about it before? Which has happened from time to time in line dance. Okay, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, okay. Wow, there's just... Okay, uh, here's one. Teach line dance concepts at farmer's markets. Well, I guess we're kind of going to be doing that this summer, hopefully. That's the fingers crossed. Yeah. We, we do have the... Um, the country night theme that you've been approached for. Oh, yeah, at uh, Santa Rosa's downtown market. Um, so there'll be that. You did do at least one lesson uh, last year at the Wednesday night market. That's true. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a great way for a lot of people to be at least exposed to it mm-hmm. at one, you know, venue that they're already having a good time at generally. Mm-hmm. Um, Left and right, <coughs> some people still need you know help with maybe doing the thing with your your hands where you look at your hands you you put them in front of you um, with the nails facing toward you, palms out, and then you look at your left hand and the finger and thumb sort of make an l so that's yes. how you can remember that um, one of the fun tricks that I know Dolly uses is she has two different color of the slip uh, basically things that go over your feet to give you that like dance shoe feeling mm-hmm. um, she has one red and one black and that helps her remember which foot is which and as well as her class mm-hmm. I get, um, uh, one <coughs> very basic concept is the idea that anybody can do line dance and um, if you are doing a demonstration at a farmer's market and you're not all in matching team gear or whatever but you're just dressed like a normal person then it might give people the idea I can do this too as a normal person. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be on some team to learn these dances. True, very true. Um, as for actual technique, 
Uh, that might be a little bit tricky in a farmer's market setting. Um, but as long as you're going over like just basic safety, like how you, you don't want to like, um, you don't want your knee to be, f you know, over your toe when you're stepping. You want it to be, you know, lined up with it along with your hip and your shoulder and your ear. So that gives you the proper stance and balance that it's not going to hurt yourself, um, which, you know, won't take that too long to explain, mm -hmm. um, as well as like what a prep for, you know, a turn might look like. Mm -hmm. how you want to slightly angle the foot. I mean, there's, there's certain techniques that you can definitely explain to people um, anytime you're giving a lesson. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, at a farmer's market, those would be just certain things. Like, the, this is certain, you know, techniques and tips that I've learned over my time to help you as you're learning. Mm -hmm. And I guess if you're holding a bunch of, like, fruit and eggs and things like that, you probably aren't going to want to do too much syncopation as a passerby. So maybe um, choose dances for demonstration that only do like a quarter turn at a time, like wobble or cupid shuffle. Yeah. Uh, and where they don't have to keep craning their neck to watch the person leading or watch the other people on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I wonder if there are any other things about farmers markets that are specific to them. Community feeling. Um, kind of the grassroots nature. Maybe that would be a good opportunity to uh, showcase some local choreographers' dances. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even if you're using like big time music or whatever that you know, that's very popular around the world, uh, a farmer's market is a, a nice place to, just like how everybody, you know, they work on their craft things at home. They have their inscribed driftwood or you know, homemade beaded earrings, and they bring that and share that with their community this is a very appropriate place to bring local choreographers' dances out to the public. Yeah, absolutely. As well as, you know, I mean, <coughs> it's very easy to put together, like, a couple flyers or something that will give you local classes, too, that they can attend. Mm. So they can, if they fall in love with it, like most people I've met have, they have a knowledge of where they can go throughout the week, mm -hmm. depending on where they're at even, whether it's, you know, Petaluma, Runner Park, in our particular case, um, you know, Windsor, I mean, that's like, you know, a good half an hour drive span from one end to the next, mm -hmm. um, which hits a lot of different people's locations. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Here's one that's relevant to uh, some things that are going on right now. Ask whether you or the world need the, needs the clutter of that dance. <coughs> So there's been some discussion on Facebook recently about um, just how many dances there are right now and how it's harder for an unknown choreographer to to make their name if you know they create something to a dance and then a better known choreographer comes up with something then nobody's going to see the unknown person's dance. Um, then with like 20 different dances for Shape of You by Ed Sheeran, this is the same thing that happened last year with uh, Can't Stop the Feeling. Um, really, now that, that that album has come out, which was just like a couple days ago, it's, it's um, attracting a lot of attention from choreographers. And, and people are asking, like in, I, I've seen a couple threads on Facebook on other people's feeds where they're asking, um, like if you go online and you see that there are already 20 dances to that song, 
why are you putting out another one for that song? Like, do, do you expect that people are going to learn it, or is it just like more of a personal project? So I, I have seen some al- other people uh, put the disclaimer, like, hey, I know nobody's going to do this, but you know, this one's just for me. This one's just because I like this song. It doesn't matter if anyone else does it. Um, and I kind of get that too. Like, there are there are songs that I know that nobody else is really going to necessarily care about, or. Like, why would anyone want to learn nine in the afternoon with my ridiculous, you know, A, tag one, tag two, B, C to the end, like all that stuff. Um, that was that was a, an exercise for me, partly, and it was something to enter into competition for that, um, that uh, level of dance because I didn't have anything for that yet. So... Um, well, you got some good feedback on that too. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, that that was a whole growing process for you, right? Which is very personal. Mm-hmm. You know, that and that makes sense. As for, you know, I really really like this song, and I'm just gonna crank out another dance. That's a little bit of a different story. Yeah. And in a way, like you could see it as either, well, you know, no harm done. What's the problem in you know putting out a dance? The song, like, there's no line dance police. I can do what I want. Uh, but on the other hand, you could see it as an instructor looking for a dance to that song and trying to decide which one to do. Do they have the time to look at 20 different dance tutorials and demos to see which one's the best one for their class? Like, it, it does make things more difficult for uh, instructors out there if you are, you know, in a sense, cluttering up that song with yet another dance. Yeah. That's certainly something I know. I've had a little bit more experience with that over this last week mm-hmm. now that I'm looking for songs and dances to teach to my kids that, like... Mm-hmm. The kids that you... Yeah, the kids uh, I work help. with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, you know, it's, it's... I really don't have the time and energy to look at every single step sheet. And then half of them don't even have demos to them, too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like okay, I have to figure this out, you know, like, I have to really look at it, and, uh, you know, it's among my own personal learnings, among my work schedule, among all my family stuff and extracurricular activities, it's like, do I really have another 15, 20 minutes to really look through 10 different versions that are supposed to be beginner, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, but I, I do understand as well, like, a song that you just can't get out of your head, and if you've looked and you are not in love with any of the dances, I get that, I do. Um, I just don't necessarily, in my personal opinion, agree with necessarily posting it to the official site or whatever mm-hmm. um, after you see that there's 20 out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also, like, when, when it's your place, like, let's say you teach at your own place and you have, like, authority over get, what gets taught, it seems a little weird when there are so many, um, so many dances out there at, that have already been produced and published, and you decide, well, I'm just going to teach mine because it's my venue, so they have to learn it. Like then, that also gets into like, why would you do that? Like you yeah. could, you had an opportunity to support any of these other choreographers, and if you don't truly believe that you have created the best dance possible for that song and everybody else's is just no good, like, why would you do that? Because then you're, you're, you're fragmenting the dance scene further. You know yours is not going to be the dominant one because everybody else came out with theirs first. 
And when they try to go do some dance to that song anywhere else, they're going to be the only ones doing that dance that you taught them because yeah. it's yours at your venue. Yeah, that's definitely <coughs> something to consider. Mm -hmm. I know um, specifically with all the dances that came out to um, Can't Stop the Feeling, mm -hmm. I was very fortunate in the sense that I got to see three different of the dances split floor for the first time ever. So I got to literally shop in the moment and look at and see which one I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. And I remember pointing out, you know, John and Lieberman's dances, that's the one I want to learn. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time I had no loyalty in the sense of like, that's my friend or that's someone I've worked with or that's someone that I have some type of relationship with so that I had to almost even fight that natural loyalty that I have inside because I know that person. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to Ed Sheeran's um, Shape of You, I'm so <laughs> grateful that I'm not in love with that song because mm -hmm. I would be so torn right now with just three in, you know, individuals, Jennifer, Trevor, and Roy. Mm -hmm. Like Those are three people that I have some type of relationship with that I would be like, okay, well, who do I learn? Do I learn all of them? Do I learn none of them? So like, fortunately, it's not a song that I'm like drawn to must be on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. So I just get to enjoy other people enjoying it. Right. Uh, but there's so many songs out there that don't have any choreography to it hmm. that I kind of question, why does everything have to be a dance to the hit new song that may or may not be a hit? Mm -hmm. You know, as we've um, personally experienced with uh, Chain to the Rhythm, mm -hmm. there was so much around that that everybody's like, yeah, no, this is going to be a big song. It's going to be a big song. I've hardly heard it anywhere. Mm -hmm. There's like <coughs> hardly any promotion of a dance to it mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, I've only seen two that exist on Copper Knob and then one uh, by one of the, the duos in the UK that um, isn't even on Copper Knob, it's just on their site, uh, on the Dance Factory. And w when I looked at Spotify today, the song itself was down to like 15, I think, um, I don't think it's made it to number one because Shape of You has just kept everything away yeah. from number one. Even Castle on the Hills kept things away from uh, number two. But um, yeah, Change of the Rhythm, which is by Katy Perry, you know, it's it's like under other Ed Sheeran songs. <laughs> so, I mean, and I mean, you you had made that particular endeavor of seeing how many have been choreographed to his new album so far and there's some of them that's like oh yeah we got one song here we got one song there and then we have five mm, and then we have Kessel another one that has five. four mm -hmm. and then you know, it's like so it's kind of like hmm okay you know and it's like I understand that there's there's definitely a good approach when you look at um, a song if you're in love with a song and there's one dance out there that's a beginner dance and you're leaning towards a phrased intermediate dance. I mean, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You're supplying it to a larger audience. Um, not everybody wants a beginner dance. Not everybody wants an intermediate dance. So to have an option, that's one thing. But to have six beginner dances and five intermediate dances and mm -hmm. three advanced dances, it's, it's kind of like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and pass on learning any of them until I absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not, I don't want to have to decide on which version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. it, it's like um, before 
when there weren't as many people in the scene, if there was a beginner dance and like there were fewer ways to access line dances, if something came out in one of the magazines, like Line Dancer magazine or something, you would just probably look at that. I wasn't around at the time, so I don't really know. But um, I imagine that you would look at that and say, oh, well, that's the dance to it. That's the beginner dance to it. That's mm -hmm. the one that this person is touring all over with, so I guess that's the one we'll learn. And now, now that we have the internet sort of like equaling the, the playing field for everybody and giving uh, everybody like the personal empowerment to create their own dance and, and uh, teach it via video, in, on the one hand, that's, gr that's great because like some super talented people who never would have had the opportunity to be seen can now be seen. Mm -hmm. And those are the people we would like to see, is like those, those people um, who, who have this like unsung talent. And then on the other hand, it also creates this confusion because everybody thinks that theirs is the beginner dance because why not? The song just came out, so nobody has an edge over anybody else. Mine has as good a shot as anybody else's. Uh, and then, yeah, you get like a pile of dances. Yeah. And uh, there's another note that I have on the same page. Uh, where is it? Here it is. Uh, so apparently the Mormon church, uh, from like an episode of... 99% Invisible or something that, that I listen to, they do the same sermon worldwide. Uh, they have like a program or whatever. They're all unified so that if, they, if you go to a place like a Mormon church in one area, um, that sermon is going to be the same one that is done in like Africa. That's actually very common. I know um, Jehovah's Witness do the same thing. Mm. They, they sync it so that everybody's getting the same information at the same time. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that was the, I don't know, I, I wrote Mormon, I'm not sure if it was both or, um, or one or the other, but uh, then I have here, unify curriculum worldwide like the Mormon church and share videos afterward to enhance feeling of unity. There isn't really a, again, this kind of goes back with like the everybody is now empowered, which is great, but there's also no unity here. Um, if there was some sort of central body that, um, that could say it's okay. For example, like um, Blackpool by the Sea was uh, like a big uh, event-specific dance. That uh, that I mean, why would anybody else try to come up with a dance for that song? Like right. it was really meant to be for that. So we have something uh, on March 18th coming up called uh, LDF Day, which is um, to bring awareness to the Line Dance Foundation. And if there was Something like let's say we had uh, every line dance community center class, you know, every every little to big thing around the world, um, agreeing that on LDF Day we're all going to teach this dance or something. Then that kind of is a step toward all of us being in unity towards something. Then maybe the following week another hit song comes out and everybody you know jumps on it and you know, splits it up into a billion dances, but. Um, at least for a day like that, you know, when you have a special dance that's meant for a special day, we can all be on the same page. That would be really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I know like, it's not quite what you're talking about, um, but it's something that is certainly feasible is, you know, in um, SoCal. Mm -hmm. A lot of the SoCal instructors visit all the different venues down there. Mm -hmm. um, some of them teach at multiples. Yeah, so they're very well-networked. They're very capable of bringing one dance 
that just came out or something that they found really, really moving or whatever the case may be um, to all of the venues down there Mm -hmm. so that everybody by the end of the month has this at their access and they it, it's interchangeable so they can go to the their next local um, venue and do the same dance it's something that i had spoken about with um an an old teammate of mine about well we should cross promote mm-hmm. in that sense like they're doing dances you know up the street or an hour away that we're not doing here we're the only place in our area that does these dances. We should really cycle through and try and become more streamlined yep. with everybody else so that it's easier to transition. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be really, really cool is if we could find something where on the first week of the month, whatever your venue's day may be, whether it's a Monday, a Wednesday, or a Thursday, we all teach this dance, mm-hmm. um, whether it be you know, in the sense of just in the state is a start or even, you know, across the United States and even so much as in the UK. I know they have a lot of great dances coming out of the UK right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be that would be a really fun way of being able to connect with people and being able to go to other places. Like if you travel and you're into line dancing, or even, I mean, obviously there's some of us that are hardcore, we travel for line dancing, um, but if you're traveling and you just so happen to see a line dance thing, you can go there and your dance will still be relevant. Right. Your knowledge and your, um, your uh, resume or your, um, losing the word right now, but. Um, Repertoire? Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. I said it earlier today. I can't remember why I can't remember it. Um, of dances is very, very um, universal, which is really nice because I know there's been several times where we've gone other places going, is this the one I know? Mm. Is this the one I know? Is there enough people here that know the same version as me? Which also goes back to the, do we really need 20 dances for the same song? Mm -hmm. It makes it really hard for those of us who have spent hours upon hours learning dances and then going somewhere else and then it not be relevant whatsoever mm-hmm. so yeah i'm actually having some trouble with uh country girl shake it for me right now because i love the version that we learned in sonoma county it as far as i know uh hasn't really left sonoma county nope. uh country girl shake is done at the davis grad and not really at stoney's but if there were a version there it would be that and that's by larry bass who's uh yeah. circuit guy um, or like you, you, you could consider him such because um, he goes to those kinds of events and then you have Country Girl Shake which statewide if you had to look at all the places in California like that has the majority of line dancers doing something to Country Girl Shake it for me but I also don't really see that name or that dance done outside of California nope. so when it comes to the line dance club what do I teach do I teach my favorite which is Sonoma County yeah. um dance where like if the kick in country girls had an appearance it would be that version that's done or do i do the one in socal that's popular there but also maybe not anywhere else and isn't my favorite dance of the three or do i do the one by the circuit person who um still has his dance being done in uh the davis grad unlike sonoma county where we have nobody doing country girl shake it for me because there are no places really um 
like, or do I just say, you know what, it was a lot of years ago that this song came out, maybe I should just let it die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it definitely becomes a challenge because I, like you, I've seen several different versions and normally I do understand the concept of like imprinting on a dance, mm -hmm. but when the dance hits the music as well as that one did, mm -hmm. it's really hard to let it go. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, why would you keep perpetuating something that's not going to be done anywhere but here? I mean, that's great if, you know, say they're never going to do it anywhere else, but at the same time, I know how it is being the one, maybe two people on the side of the dance floor doing your version. Mm -hmm. um, and although it's fun and it's great because you feel like you get to represent, at the same time, you feel very outcasted. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I should be no doing the same one as all those other 40 people. Mm -hmm. But this is my version. This and, is the one I like. And if the choreographer's there, it's almost a slap in the face to them to say, like, yeah. I'd rather do the, mine all alone than do yours, which everybody else likes. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's something to be said about that, too. Yeah. So. I have a note here um, that's, I guess, somewhat um, related to the idea of, like, when do you just give up on a dance? Um, what causes satiation with dances? Uh, what affects how quickly they are, quote, used up? Why do we forget how much we used to love some, and why do others persist? New Thang and Cliché Love Song versus Dizzy and Dukes and Boots. In those cases, it's whether I feel like <laughs> moving water and a badass versus nothing different than usual. Parentheses, I don't personally relate to Bessim's high-pitched voice nor Redfoo's street rasp, and I don't particularly want to, close parentheses. I had a lot to say about that. I wonder when I wrote this. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Considering I know you like those dances. Well, um... You don't love it. You don't love them, but you do like them. And it's funny, because it's almost flipped around. Like, I, I, I'm very fond of Dizzy. Um, I, I, I continue to, to enjoy Dizzy. Uh, new thing, um, I really have to take that in small doses, because the thing with the out-in, out-in with the knees wears out my thighs. Because mm -hmm. you're, like, you're in a squat, and you're just kind of holding it, and then you're moving around <laughs> in it. So I can't do it too much, um, but I remember when I first learned it, I was very excited about how like different and, and um, I don't know, funky it was. Yes. And uh, what was it about cliche that I had something to say about uh, versus Dizzy and Dukes and Boots? I mean, I do, I, uh, now Dukes and Boots is another interesting one. Oh, I must have been contrasting them with each other in each category because um, with Dukes and Boots, it's another one where... I like it, but I have to take it in small doses because um, it wears out one of my legs versus the other. It's very left foot heavy. Like I have to support yes. my weight on the left a lot more than I do on my right. So I can do it hard like once and then I won't really want to do it again if it comes up again later in the night. Because um, I like the song and I do enjoy the way that it hits. but it's kind of like new thing where it's a little bit more of a workout than it is just moving water and flowing. Um, I like how aggressive it is, but if I'm not like in an aggressive state of mind, then I don't really need it. Yeah. Uh, whereas cliche love song, um, I, I enjoy how much it flows mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem like effort really. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. Um, and same thing with dizzy. Like maybe it's cause just Joe is involved in both of those. That must maybe. be it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and she is a badass. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like, w what is it about some dances that makes them? I have to learn this to like a month later. I never want to do this dance again. Uh, versus, 
maybe you don't feel as strongly about it, but you have more longevity with it? Well, I know if you're looking at those dances specifically, mm -hmm. um, I agree with you in the sense of like uh, Dukes and Boots. Like, I really like that dance. I have a lot of fun when I do that dance. Mm -hmm but it needs to be sparingly. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of, that's one of those dances where I put out a lot of energy for, mm -hmm. um, and I hit it the way it's supposed to be. Like, I don't change the movements in that one at all. I don't play with it, I don't, because that's, that's one of those where it's like, when I really just want to throw my body into something, that's gonna be it. That's where I do the hops, that's where I do the big movements, that's where I do the stomps, that's, you know, that's what I use that song for. So I'm really glad that I learned that song so that I have that option. Mm -hmm. But there's been a couple times where it's been played that I've just been, well, I'm not really feeling the aggression or like the, I'm frustrated so I need to just like let go mm -hmm. kind of thing. And when I've danced it without having that aggression, it's not the same. Mm. It's really not, it's like, almost like a, why am I out here? Mm. I'm not using this the way I normally do, and it's not fulfilling me the same way because I'm not using how I normally use it. Mm. Um, and I mean, like, new thing for me is one of those that because it is so funky and so different, I was like, I need to learn that. It was one of the first that I was exposed to that had a lot of hand movements mm. and different it, f it would stop and go a different direction depending on which section of the song it was in. And that was where I was like, that's cool, that's new, I need to learn it. Um, it has afforded me a lot of room of play. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the reasons why I like that one so much is because I can play with it. Mm -hmm. I can tweak with it. Um, as for Dizzy, it's Dizzy. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I will always respect that dance on a level that just can't be described because, one, it does work very well. Um, also, having it being able to do regular or contra, you know, it gives it a variety. Um, seeing Joe perform it, like, it just, like, added a special place in my heart for that dance and song. Mm -hmm. um, as for like cliche, like I like the uniqueness of the song because mm. again, that was one of those that I had first heard when I was transitioning from this small little pond of my Sonoma County bar dance to, oh look, there's a great big world out there. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of the first ones that I saw out there that had different song, different flow to it, and it's a lot of fun and like, I still struggle every now and then with the footing and the timing because that's just me, but I will be out there every single time that song is played. Mm. Um, so if you're just looking at those, for instance, and comparing it to like why you would learn something, um, a lot of times I'll see that hook and it's like, I haven't seen that before. I wonder how that's going to feel in my body. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not. Um, as for um, certain ones that just stay that I'm never gonna get sick of, it's because I have some type of sentimental attachment to it now. And then, again, I'm speaking for myself, but like Dizzy and watching Joe, mm. like I can't not love that dance anymore because of how much fun she has dancing it. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and how much she plays with it and how much she enjoys it. That it's like, I, I love this dance. Like Dance Ran Trump, I never really cared about it when it was just another dance at the grad. But then seeing her play like crazy with it during the instrumental break with Madison and uh, Chris Watson and the others in Vegas, like well, now, now I want to be sure I don't like forget. I'm going to need to keep that one refreshed in my legs every couple months. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I want to be able to do that with her and them in the future. Exactly, and and some of that also is just the sheer fact that um, I know when I look at dances to learn, I prefer to see a video demo of the choreographer before anything else because I can see what they meant to do with it, how much fun they enjoy it. Um, like you know, just everything that they feel about this particular song and their choreography, and why they felt a need for it, and that really does sway me into whether or not I want to learn it. Um, sometimes, yeah, the the song is great, and I really just want to dance for it. Um, but as to why I choose that dance is because of the choreographer. Um, I think it really helped, for instance, with the um, deciding as to which can't stop the feeling dance Mm -hmm. that goes with it. Um, Jono, Jono totally sold me on that dance. He had so much fun out there on that dance and he was having a blast and he was playing with it and just like, you know, you could tell that it was like, okay, I have to learn that dance. Mm. Look at how much fun he's having. I'm missing out. Mm. It's the same way I felt for um, Dance Ranch Romp in, in Vegas. I was like, Look at all of these amazing choreographers, and then there's Joe. Mm. And look at how much fun they're having. Like, it's just a big party. Mm. And here I am sitting on the sidelines. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I have that memory. And so when we were able to do um, some of these dances later on with the choreographers, after we had seen it, then it just like, adds that extra special something to the memory that I already have for it. So now there's a special attachment to it. Um, same thing with like um, main attraction. Mm. That is one of those dances that I don't think I'm ever going to fully get sick of. Because one, it's also not played every Friday. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing too. Um, but there's a special memory attached to that for me. Mm. You know, so... There's certain things that that brings up that nostalgia when I'm out on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, as for other dances, like you know, sometimes it's just you're in that on that walk of life. Mm-hmm. It hits for a certain reason. You connect to the song. You connect to a movement. You connect to something that you don't want to miss out every single time it's on the floor. Like um, I know, for me, uh, four on the floor. That's one of those that I was so pleased with myself. That was one of the first times I learned by myself from a video, taught myself over and over and over. I remember in my backyard, it was sunny out. My mom was on the phone in, in the living room or something like that. Um, and I was outside just enjoying the weather and teaching myself this dance. And I was so excited that I had finally checked off one that was on my list for a while and I did it myself. However, it's not my favorite dance. I go out there and I have fun with it, sure, yeah, but it's also kind of a, oh, this one, again. Okay, yeah, we can do this one. 
I guess. I kind of feel that way about fake ID, where I used to um, request it all the time, and it was at the time one of like the top three hardest ones that I knew, mm-hmm. and it got that stomp aggression out, and um, like I just felt like some kind of rock star or whatever doing it, uh, and wherever we were, whether it was like Grad or Mavericks or anything like that. And now I've seen it get so fragmented with all the different slightly different versions and like trying to figure out how do I, I mean, modify this so that I can do it at this place because Mavericks had a very specific way that they did it that nobody else really seemed to and now I do uh, like that ours at least hit the phrasing it did it yeah it never really went off phrase so. right um, but. but yeah like it it has that in a combination with not really needing to express feelings like that mm-hmm. um, just make me sit out of it more often than not yeah, pretty much. Especially since there's no place that we can go locally that's guaranteed to do the way we learned it. Even if ours isn't, like, the way or whatever, like, it's still the way I learned it. So yeah. that's the way I would feel more comfortable doing it than, you know, some local way. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, like, there's other songs that um, I think it's just because, say, for instance, um, I'd mentioned briefly earlier, Every Friday. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, in the beginning, that was great because I was going to the same place every Friday. So I knew it was going to be played. I knew, you know, at that time, like, where I was with my life, like, I needed that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, slowly but surely, things started becoming stale because it was the same thing every Friday. And it was kind of like I had gotten to a point in my life where I needed growth. Mm-hmm. and development and a challenge and variety or something other than what was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I started, you know, reaching outward past the city limits, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which meant past the local dances. So now, even even now, like, there are certain dances that, you know, are, are staples. Mm. You know, Cupid Shuffle and Watermelon Crawl and, you know, like, Wobble. And, like, those are staple dances that I learned at KJ's, and I brought to Mavericks, and I went to Casa del Mar, and I went to Tradewinds, like all our local venues that have come up and gone down, and you know, and by the time I was at Tradewinds, I was kind of like, okay, I am like really over these dances, to the point where, because they're so, they're done every single week, everywhere you go, um, they're done at you know, Stonies, they're done at the grad, they're done in LA, they're, I mean, they're done everywhere. So it's kind of like, do I really need to get out and dance this one? I mean, I could go somewhere else tomorrow and dance it too. Mm-hmm. Probably won't, but I could. Mm-hmm. Versus, well, when am I going to be able to do Stop Your Feet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's still very exciting for me because I can't see it. Uh, as quickly in my head as I could, like, speed through Cupid Shuffler. Yeah. Even one of the harder ones, like, four on the floor, I can see that very clearly still. But uh, with Stomp Your Feet, it's it's fast enough and new enough for me that I don't always know what's going to happen this time that I do it. Mm-hmm. Like, am I actually going to hit all of it? <laughs> like, it's it's still... Am I going to remember that A is only 16 counts? <laughs> it's still engaging, and it keeps me in the present. If I if I wander too much during it, then it might throw me off. And I like that, and that's what I used to like about, um, like, Fake ID and Four on the Floor and things like that, was I needed to stay in it or I would get lost. And there aren't many of those for me right now. Uh, yeah. Like, even uh, when we were... 
reviewing Woman Up recently since we hadn't done it in forever. Doing it again fresh from the video um, was very quick uh, to, to get it back. And then uh, even just in the car driving and being able to think it or like just laying back and like, you know, imagining it in my head, I can think through the whole thing. And in a way that's that's good because it's like, oh, well, I don't have to work that hard to you know, remember it if I go out to an event and do it. But on the other hand, it's also you know, one less dance that can keep me that engaged. Yeah. And that's also, by the way, an example, another example of one that um, Jono brings so much to that right. most of why I would want to learn it. Because uh, like, I, there's, so I mean, there's so many racial dances out there that... I can excuse myself for not learning all of them, and this could very easily have been one of them that I just never really needed to learn. But then seeing him put all his John O'Flair <laughs> on it, like I want to be able to participate in that with him, even if I'm not doing the same stuff. Like I just kind of want to be out there with him, um, knowing that he's doing that. Yeah. Specifically, Rachel-wise, like I'm in so much trouble when I'm like, "Yeah, no, it's okay. I can, I can wait." And then I see her do the dance, I go, "Don't why I wait?" Because <laughs> she's one of those choreographers that just she owns her dances like it's nobody's business. Like she has so much fun and plays with them, and she uses them for every ounce of anything you could imagine trying to get out of a dance, whether it's flow and pretty, whether it's fun and goofy, whether it's stomp, stomp, stomp. I mean, she just goes for it. Mm -hmm. And so every time I watch her dance, I, I always go, yep, you might as well as well add that one to the list because, I mean, she's amazing, so why wouldn't I? Speaking of the list, that's, uh, that's another one that hit me at a very specific time in my life uh, when I saw... Like, I, I had heard the music for part of the list before, and I knew that it was done at socials and all that, but I didn't really think I needed to learn it. Uh, then some stuff happened, like, in the early to middle part of last year, and I was, like, really thinking on that for a while. Uh, so when that dance came back up again in my mind, I'm like, oh... No, this is like a really appropriate one for me to learn right now. And then I learned it, and then I haven't done it in a while, and it's at that point now where it's on my list of reviews where I couldn't do it from memory. I would have to go through it once before attempting it again. But because I am in a different place now, and I don't need that kind of expression as much, it's not as high on my priority list. Mm -hmm. And some of the other ones are. Yeah. Um, and it's a great dance, and I'm very grateful that it was there for me when you know when I needed something like that. Um, it's just I'm, I'm you know happy to say that I don't really need it as much right now. Yeah, I mean, and when you're looking at like why you want to learn a dance, what was it about Skinny Love for you that you were like, I'm missing out. I need to know this right now. Originally, um, the person I was dating at the time was really into that song. So even though I knew she wasn't ever going to learn it, uh, I wanted to learn it just in case because she was very much a country bar dancer and okay. didn't really care for the slow interpretive stuff. Uh, but I figured I would learn it anyway and then you know be able to bring it back and yeah. see if she wanted to learn it. Uh, and then actually doing the dance, I could feel these different feelings as I stood there with like okay. my freaking cowboy boots and hat and buckle and plaid at my very first Vegas dance explosion like 
requesting all the country bar dances they had never heard of before and never really hearing about things like Beautiful Goodbye or Rio or whatever circuit dances they were all doing. <laughs> like, I, I did Skinny Love as taught by Roy himself, and it was very moving. <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah, I, wa- I, I wasn't, I, I was not comfortable um, 100% with, uh, by the end of it so that I could do it all the way through. But it's one that I knew I would be reviewing once I got home because I liked how it felt. I just needed to, to do it more so that I would have the confidence to do it all the way through at some point in the future. Yeah, I have a couple of those that, like, I might not be there necessarily, like, emotionally able to connect to the lyrics of the song anymore, but the way I feel when moving with the dance and the music and the melody and everything, like, there's just, words can't fully describe, like, um, pieces is one of them. Mm. Like, I love that dance so much. Like, I just... It's one of those that I very seldomly do I not get into a zone in Hmm. and just like let myself just feel the movement. Um, And I've I've realized that on a couple of the videos that I've seen of me dancing in with everybody else or whatever, like how lost in the moment I look and feel like just watching myself and then being able to recall that like, that's definitely going to be one of those dances that I take with me for a long time because of where it's able to let me go. Um, as for like some of the harder stompy ones, like that's every once in a while I get in that, like I just need to let go of all this aggression, but it's so seldom me that I don't necessarily need those to fulfill me in the same way as I would say with pieces where I can connect so deep down. Mm. So, I don't know. And again, there's like just certain, there's certain movements that you'll see like um, in Cowboy Up mm. that like flick and cross and job, that hoppy bit that I'm like, mm-hmm. that's so cool. I haven't really seen that before. I need to learn that. And that's Shannon Finnegan's Cowboy Up. Yeah. As opposed um, to the Laura Bell Bundy song Cowboy Up, which has another dance in SoCal. Continue. Yeah. Um, but like... I saw that and I needed to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple that I've, I've seen that I've put on my list of need to learn just because I've needed to learn them because I've seen other people um, dancing them, specifically like Fake ID was one of them. Um, is it Broken Heart mm-hmm. was another one. Um, th- those are definitely two dances that in watching you specifically dance them, I was like, I need to learn these dances. These are so cool. I need to learn these dances. Um, fortunately, I did learn fake ID. I, I however, am still slacking on uh, Broken Heart. But that's okay. That's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like there's just certain ways people move or even the movement themselves that tell me, like, oh, yeah, no, I need to learn it. Now, whether or not it finds that Fulfillment for me is a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just because I forgot the dance mm. that I need to relearn it. Mm-hmm. Um, other times it's because I can share it with someone specific or even um, because it brings up memories. Like um, Funk and Feel It. Mm. That will be one that I will never get sick of. 
because every time I think about the dance, not everybody's thinking doing it, like it brings me back to you know the summer that I learned it and all the different places I got to do it and all the different like pl ways I felt about that dance and like you know how I've adjusted it since learning it the first time and like what little flares I've put here and there and um, because of being able to dance it with so many different people you know especially Madison and Rachel being mm -hmm. two of them mm -hmm. um, I love how they dance so like when I saw how they've moved and although my body doesn't necessarily do the same exact thing you know I've been able to have my own little flair in the same like spot or something like that mm -hmm. or even in a different spot so mm -hmm. you know who's uh, you were mentioning how Rachel has a way of doing her dances that makes you want to learn them I think another person who's really good at that uh, is Vivian because there will be dances that she'll demo on her channel or channels on YouTube this is Vivian too who does all the tutorial and demos uh, and she will have this big smile and her hair is bouncing all over the place and I'll think that looks like so much fun like even seeing the choreographers themselves do them doesn't always like they're very clean and they have technique and I can like I, for uh, specifically Harden Up Princess I needed to see how Simon was doing those backward heel turnouts mm -hmm. to understand you know how my body was supposed to do those but it's Vivian doing the shoulder thing that ba 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 <laughs> that made me think okay I want to do the shoulder thing because like look at Vivian yeah so um yeah, that's like a really great way if you're a choreographer to sort of sell your dance if, um, if you want it to get out there. It's not just about is the music good, is your technique sound. Um, it's how fun do you make it look? Like do you, do you model um, the way you're feeling in such a way that I could picture myself experiencing it similarly? Great example, Rebecca Lee. Oh, yeah. And all of her videos. Mm -hmm. Like, I look at her videos and I'm like, why don't I know these dances? I, I want to be a part of this because she has such a unique view on what she can bring to line dance. And she just kicks it up mm -hmm. big time with all of her videos. Um, you know, so much so that even Jono was like, no, I need to take it to the le next level with Grab Your Skates. Mm. Um, and he made his, his video look so much fun. Mm -hmm. Like, I just saw everybody moving in that video and, like, having fun and smiles on their face. And, you know, Rebecca has, you know, all these different really cool things where, like, they're in the mall or they're by a waterfall or, you know, like, two versions of herself, you know, like, just fun and unique and new. And that's what's really been grabbing my attention, at least, personally, is fun, unique, and new. Mm -hmm. For hotel room service, she's in the, the hallway of a hotel. Yeah. So, like, I mean, there's so many different things that, like, when you're looking at putting out your dance and why someone should learn your dance is really, I mean, it helps, again, if you're the one demoing it first, too, because people are understanding what you're trying to express with the dance. Mm -hmm. um, and then also having others do it as well. Mm -hmm. it, it's one of the things that was recommended to me by a couple different people if I was to start um, entering into choreography competitions is to make sure I have several people demoing my dances with me for the reason that it shows a variety. Mm -hmm. 
and different people connect with different things when people are moving. Um, it's, it is one of the main reasons why I love all the different demo videos you and I have done. Mm. It's because you and I have very different styles, but they complement each other. Mm. So people are able to look at both of us dancing and get pieces from you and pieces from me and be like, yeah, that looks like fun. Mm. Or yeah, that looks cool. You know, And I think that that allows a wider audience to want to learn your stuff. Mm-hmm. So, because also, if like you had mentioned before, if you have one person doing it in you know their kitchen as the main demo versus one person on stage in front of hundreds of people, like there's going to be a difference there as to okay, why would I learn this one with the one person doing it that may or may not be widely done, or should I learn the one that's being taught to hundreds and hundreds of people? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the element of social proof. Yeah. Like after the fact, you can justify, well, this one must have been good. Like let's say you don't even have like the taste or background to determine whether a dance is good or bad. Uh, if nothing else, you can look at it and say, well, since this many people are doing it in the video, then that must be an indicator that it is a good dance. So I don't really need to look at what the specific steps are or demonstrate it myself to see if it flows. I can just trust the opinions, the implicit opinions of these hundred people on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at least there's a chance I'll be able to do it with other people. Right. Yeah. Whereas when you see that one person, then you have to actually do the hard work of testing it out yourself and then determining whether hundreds of people would learn this in the future versus the concrete example where they actually did. Which I'm not recommending to base that as your sole purpose of uh, why you should learn certain dances over the others <laughs> because sometimes those, that one person in their kitchen, that is the dance that's going to feel the best. Mm-hmm. But it's just that determining factor. The mm-hmm. more people you have doing your dance, the wider net that's going to be cast. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, for the question of like what causes satiation or like what affects how quickly they're used up, uh, if you're at a venue where they're doing some dance and it's starting to get to that point a couple months in where they're, the dancers are looking like they're doing it out of obligation, like mm-hmm. they're, not, they're not really excited Engaged. or running out to the floor to do it, but they're just doing it because it was played, then maybe that makes you feel like, uh, maybe I'll jump in on it, maybe I won't. Uh, whereas if, even if it's an older dance, if people are really getting into it and there's enough room on the floor and there's like a lot of energy, then maybe that'll drive you to want to do it with them. Uh, and that, that can be an indicator for like when a dance is on its way out, when people stop actually doing the dance, when they're starting to text uh, and they're just kind of like half-heartedly, if they're, even if they... Uh, do put in flair when they're just kind of like looking out uh, at the bar or at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. They look distracted. Um, that can really kill the vibe of a dance over time so that you wonder like, well, why should I, if I don't know it, why should I learn it? They don't even like it. Uh, and if you do know it, why would I want to be one of those bummed out, bored people? Uh, yeah, um, that that can kind of signal the beginning to the end there's that too um i know for me you had mentioned it and it totally struck a uh a light bulb effect um enough room on the floor Mm -hmm. i 
thinking about it, um, the ones that absolutely pack the floor, I'm less likely to learn than the ones that have like three or four people out there. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's because I look at it as in, I like my space mm -hmm. when I'm dancing. Yep. And if you're absolutely packed on the floor like sardines, you're not going to get out of there. Like you're barely going to be able to move. And there's like five turns in this dance, and like you really do need your space. Like we are tonight, or four on the floor. Yeah. Like um, there's certain ones that I'm like, yeah, it's really cool to be a part of that sea, that mob of people. But at the same time, if I'm looking to learn a dance. I like the idea of having enough people on the floor that I'm going to be able to do the dance, but also a whole lot of room. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's a tricky place as to where I'm at. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if it's a, a universal truth or if it's just my own, mm. um, but I, I certainly definitely like look at the amount of people doing it and I weigh where I would fit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have to have enough people out there to really enjoy it and have fun and share that moment, but not so much that I'm going to be like, why am I out here? I'm just getting trampled. Mm. So. Yeah, I think that's been one of my podcast questions before to to guests as well, is uh, like, what do you consider your uh, ideal ratio of like dancers to floor to be uh, for dances that you actually enjoy doing? Because um, if you have too few, it can make you feel super awkward on like a huge ballroom-sized mm -hmm. space where it's like you're doing a demo or something. Like uh, for one of the preview nights at a at a, a circuit event. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you have too many, then yeah, you don't have room to do any of the things you would like to do because um, you're afraid you're going to trample somebody if you put in an extra this or that or like an extra deep sweep. Yeah. Uh, so, like, if you have a stony-sized, uh, a floor like that Stoney's Mark and Rodeo up in Sacramento, then um, that might be good to have, like, five people in a row and then maybe three, four rows. Yeah. But then as the floor gets bigger, that sense of how much space is around each person, like, you can grow the number of people, but it would probably be about whatever ratio that is. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, if you are in... A space like trade winds, you can maybe get two people <laughs> yeah. into that space and feel comfortable. Even if you yeah, have I'd, like a second row, that seems like too many rows. Yeah, that one I would have. I would definitely say, depending on the song, mm. like if it's one of the ones that doesn't travel quite so much, mm. um, up to three people, two rows max. Yeah. Um, and that, again, that has to be one of those that doesn't really move much. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's like three people, one row, mm -hmm. or two people, two rows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's where it's it's really small. And so, like, to really get into a song that travels or moves or, you know, really flows like that, like, after that amount of people, you're like, I mean, you might as well have 100 people standing right around you in a circle. I mean, it's like, that claustrophobic. Mm. So. All right. Well, that seems like a good place to take a quick break as we approach our one-hour mark mm -hmm. on on this segment. Uh, any any last thoughts before we hit pause? No, I think we've covered a couple good topics so far. Sweet. All right. Well, we'll be back in a jiffy. <laughs> 